go out and observe how the world is in the light and shadows and like just see how fall off happens on people's faces whenever they're sitting at a bar. Hey everyone, you're listening to 2M Creative Labs, the podcast. This podcast is for creative entrepreneurs looking to learn, be inspired and apply wisdom from others' story and process as they execute on their passions. Today we talk to Michael Oskoya, a visual creative based in Winnipeg who dabbles in portrait work, product photography and videography. We talk about timelessness in your work, Instagram photographers and observing the world in light and shadows. Pleasure to have him on so much that we ran the show for quite some time. If you want to see the uncut version, let us know on Twitter or Instagram. And hope you enjoy the episode. But yeah, man, it's been, it's good. It's good. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I guess to officially get us started, um, why don't you tell us a little bit of who you are and uh, what you do? Okay. Who am I? Man, that is a, that is a deep question right away. Shit. How much time we got? The hardest question we'll have. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Well, I'll start off with my name. My name's uh, Michael Asakoya, and I am a visual creative. So I dabble in, well, not dabble, like portrait work, product photography, um, and videography as well. Um, Yeah, that's on that note. I feel like I'm writing a page for tinder or something it's like tell me about yourself yeah exactly it's like, i like sports uh, how, how tall food. are you yeah i'm like 5 11 but on a, <laughs> on a good hair day i'm like 6 2 yeah like once i actually pick up my afro yeah it's like i can qualify for the basket uh, for the nba perfect <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like a bit about me i was not born in canada i was born in nigeria um my dad was a uh, was in the medical field, and so was my mom. And uh, we moved here in '97, just due to like the climate, like the political climate and religious climate that was brewing up over there. We we just figured it was time to time to get out. So we came to Canada, and of all places, fuck Winnipeg, man. I'm like, you know, like don't get me. I love Winnipeg. It has its charm, but like when I first landed, I was like. Why, why aren't we in like Toronto or like Vancouver or hell, even like Montreal? Like yeah. that's, that's where the cool spots are. But then Winnipeg has its charm and it's, it's the people. It's definitely the people. Did you land uh, in the wintertime? Uh, no, we landed like just after the flood. So like in August, like two weeks before I started, uh, before I started school. So that was, man, that was, that was an interesting interesting transition like going from uh boarding school in nigeria to then um, public school here and mm-hmm. it's like wow this these are completely different worlds like kids are completely different and trying to navigate that like navigate that world and trying to like find your place in those two mm-hmm. two realms it's it's tough it's, it's super weird eh? like yeah. i i wasn't born here either and where like, were you where were you born? I was from the Philippines. Okay, so nice. we moved and we landed in the middle of like I guess like December, like winter time. And so coming from like <laughs> one of the hottest places I've ever been to. Yeah. I show up in like this giant poofy jacket that you'd find at some store back home and then it's like this is not gonna be enough. Like there's so much snow and yeah, like growing up, it's so different. Like mm-hmm. school wise, like fitting in and just the way people kind of talk and see yeah. each other and 
finding your own place as a kid. Like, yeah, let's talk. You want to talk about a little bit about like how did you kind of grow into that as you kind of went through school? Um, man, okay, like that's a very good question because I never, I don't even think I actually really grew into it because being such an introvert, like it's. Being introverted and extrovert is such a spectrum, right? But like, I feel like I'm on the extreme end of <laughs> introvertedness. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people would disagree, but like, yeah, it was just, it was tough. It was very tough because like I had a lot of my friends back home that I could not really talk to anymore due to like the time, time, uh, time zone change and stuff like that. And then coming here, trying to like be friends with the kids here and like, man, kids are mean. And Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, they're such assholes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just, I embrace that. Um, I don't want to say loneliness because I don't want to make it sound sad, but I just embraced like the introvertedness. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was eye opening for me because being an introvert, you get to experience and observe the world through such a like rear like for like a step back yeah. right like you get to observe like people's interactions with one another or with their environments or just like their body language like and you get to learn a lot about people being in uh being an introvert right yeah so honestly that was that was the, my biggest takeaway from grade five to six and then from junior high and then high school and then through my post-secondary it was just i would just sit back just like watch people and then it's like okay cool like you uh you have a couldn't you have a cool vibe like you uh, like it's just like a different there's a different vibe not that it's a good or bad thing but it's like you can tell when people are being really fake mm-hmm. right and um, I, that's one of the things that I've been able to like pick up on very quickly. And then it also leads into my portrait photography when it's like, if like with my work, it's I like to shoot like real, real people and the lighting exhibits that. Yeah. Right. So it's I don't want to say it's like high fashion, but it's very high contrast. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of darks and uh, like a lot of darks and lights or shadows and lit subjects so yeah it's just it's been how i how i observe life and i think that just transfers into into uh my work it's weird like people who want to be creative it's like don't i almost want to tell them to not follow what's popular on instagram right now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like look at and and it's always hard right to like do self-reflection and like think about like hey like what has actually brought you joy like what has gotten you like indifference like what do you care about what don't you care about and what has actually got you like the most pain through your life right and like i find that like once people actually like sit down make a list of all of those things and then they'll be like oh shit like those are probably the times that i felt the most creative when i actually channeled that energy into something Mm -hmm. being creative right so it's 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 weird so that was like a a long way of saying that like i did not really have many friends (laughs) when i first came (laughs) to canada (laughs) so yeah i think that answered the question i I think we got there yeah okay okay it's like 
20 years just in uh, in a loop yeah hey it's a huge 20 years and that's why it was such a hard question but yeah we'll definitely get back to that i'm curious then so how did photography start for you Oh, another, another <laughs> hard question. Oh man, I should have I should have read the notes. Um, honestly, there are so many different different uh, layers to that and how I discovered photography. Um, I was mostly curious because your parents were both in the medical field, yeah, as you mentioned, right? Yeah, and with I don't know how many friends you ended up making throughout your high school years or whatever, mm-hmm. or even post secondary, <laughs> like two. <laughs> right. um, yeah, and we're pretty close yeah that's the yeah like mm-hmm. what were the influences right into going into that it was honestly like the first one i would say was my brother um i specifically remember this day like so it was summer holidays when I, we were still back home and like being in boarding school like you're shipped off and you basically live there and then yeah. you come back for the summer and then my uh, oldest brother john was home from uh from university and then he just started drawing and painting and like there was nothing nothing to do and i was just like super bored and like okay like wait what are you doing like okay like i'm drawing like do you want to learn i'm like okay cool like teach me some things so then we're sitting in the living room he gives me like this little parchment piece of paper and we started he just starts like teaching me like how to properly draw a face like line weights like line strokes like how to properly draw a straight line and shit like and then he gave me like watercolor like these were like terrible pictures that i was doing but like i naturally right no kid's gonna come out being like whoa i'm a picasso all of a sudden (laughs) you know and somehow i have a brooklyn accent Uh, (laughs) it's like what the hell um but like i just loved it because it was one of those things that we bonded over and we always watched movies together Mm -hmm. So we're always able to uh, to like have that bond in that in that uh, regard. So when he taught me that, I was like, actually, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then he started teaching me about the play of shadow and light, and like how you're going to be using that in when you're drawing, right? Like it's important to like mm-hmm. still have dark areas, but don't forget about like the areas that you want to be lit because yeah. that's essentially where your information is. Well, actually, no, that's the other way. The shadows is where your information is and the light is just to give it separation or definition. So then we, he taught me that in uh, painting and drawing and then that and transposed into film. Mm-hmm. And he's actually a filmmaker back back home in Nigeria. So it's actually cool to like see him actually being very successful with that. That's so awesome. that, was, that was great. And then coming here he wasn't able to come because he was over 18 so he had to get his own visa so then it's like by that point it's like well he's just going to start his own life and he got married he has a beautiful son now so like life's life's good for him right now um yeah so then when i came here i again like because not having that many friends i'm like well fuck what am i gonna do right being a kid just lock yourself up in a room like once you've done your homework like roll out like a little like parchment paper, like grab your favorite comics, start drawing like uh, Captain America. Pokemon was huge back in the day. When then like drawing those characters, like drawing all the different Pokemons and stuff like that. And then, yeah, just learning, just learning about light and and shadows and color contrasts, like what plays with 
with one another, mm-hmm. how they interact, in what manner, and how don't they interact in other manners. So I definitely like nosedived into it on my spare time. And then, yeah, that's, I guess that's like the more fun way of saying it. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, obviously, there are going to be like other influences throughout my uh, journey through life that have mm-hmm. brought it up. And then, brought it back to the forefront but that's the that's the most prevalent right for me um yeah that's interesting so. like so you definitely have a lot of background into drawing right mm-hmm. and you then picked up the camera and realized like a lot of these parallels and how like lighting works your eyes as you've drawn like work differently and probably much more efficiently in, t- in front of the viewfinder right yeah exactly like, that's the one thing that stream has been pushing me and like a lot of people that are listening is like photographers should learn how to draw oh absolutely like, actually anybody should learn how to draw right like it's just you learn about patience very quickly right because like i wish everybody started off shooting film because uh-huh. then you would understand the value of taking one picture and learning from that picture because it's going to cost you not so much like dollars in like how much the chemical is going to cost or how much the film or roll of film is going to cost or your time. It's the fact that like so that you don't want to do this mistake again, <laughs> right? If like re- if it's really overexposed or like just black like you're gonna have to learn how to take your time with every single frame and every single image Mm -hmm. if you start off on film because now i feel that like everyone just goes on digital it's like oh okay i'm just gonna like shoot like 500 images and then oh well i'll take 10 of those and then shit i'll post that on instagram or you know what i mean (laughs) it's like yes i'm a photographer now (laughs) it's like well can you can you recreate those can Mm -hmm. you like what was the purpose of doing that right so i feel that like yeah drawing it's like okay you have to actually sit down like practice those strokes like your line weights figure out which which brush uh which brush um brush numbers you're going to be using and stuff like that and it's so yeah. fucking hard like hey, man. i, I or, or we got a new <laughs> thing where we're at like i just sit down and draw eggs for like 10 minutes and Jesus Lord, some eggs just don't look uh, like as nice as I'd hope them to be. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. But yeah, like you'll get better, and that's the thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, and my philosophy in life is, if it's easy, like nobody, nobody wants it. Nobody wants to do it, yeah. right? But like, if it's hard, you're actually going to put the time in. Look at where you have been, like let's say a day ago, or a week ago, a year ago, compared to now, and then look at how much you've grown through doing said difficult task or creative or path. Then you'd be like, okay, like let's let's keep going, <laughs> right? So, I feel that like a lot of photographers miss that, and they're just chasing like instant gratification through. I hate to harp on social media, but, but it's so true. But yeah, it's but it, like it's such a big thing. Just like, chasing likes. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, but is it really that? Like, are they saying it's good, or are they just liking it because it's what's in their face right now? Right. Because I'm definitely guilty of that. Right. Like laying in bed, it's like, oh my god, I want to go to bed, and then like you throw up Instagram, and then you start scrolling through, and you see like like a cute girl and like a cool outfit double yeah it's like okay cool it's like do they actually really like what you're posting Mm -hmm. or what are they you know what i mean so it's like 
yeah there's... it's it's crazy to think like how many people would not have been i'm just gonna air quote this photographers yeah um if that app didn't exist the way that it has today mm-hmm. i would argue that even i myself would be in that position yeah it's funny because i picked up instagram like when it came out and i was like this is so weird but i'm gonna draw some pic- i'm just gonna take pictures of my doodles and i'm just gonna post it yeah. posted two photos and was like i'm bored i'm, I'm just gonna you know, move away from like I've, never, I've always been an anti-social media person as yeah. like growing up because i thought that was a cool thing to do mm-hmm. and i i turned it back on like as i was going to switzerland and oh shit yeah so i was gonna be working there for three months and i told my dad like hey are you using your camera like at all like ever and he's like no like do you want it and i was like yeah let me do it to take it to switzerland take some photos force me to get out yeah and i started taking pictures and just kind of capturing like if i'm going on a hike like, i'm gonna take some photos of these cool mountains or like try and frame it and all that stuff mm-hmm. without really like any formal experience or understanding of like where this is all gonna live and i was like i could just put it on instagram and like just use it as my little rolling feed of you know yeah. like, am i am i getting better or whatever mm-hmm but I guess like as I started posting, you started getting likes and you started getting addicted to that yeah. kind of thing. And then I get people saying like, oh, you're such a great photographer. Like, I don't know. And, like, <laughs> and then you kind of get sucked into it. And yeah. over time, it kind of became more of like, an, I want to really like try and get better at this kind of craft. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so weird because I don't think if Instagram didn't exist, I would have kept, I don't know if I would have kept going. It's hard to say for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. But it's, it's actually, yeah, it's interesting that you said that because, um, like when I was in film school, one of our uh, assignments was, okay, like you're going to take a picture every single day for like the span of a month. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't have to be, there's no, there's not going to be a theme to it. It's just go out and have an image and then try and work on composition and then figure out like your shadows and lights and stuff like that. Like what's going to be in the frame, what you're going to take out. So actually that's inspiration number two that got it back, that got it back for me. It's like, okay, like I'm going to take my 7D, like with my shitty uh, 18 to 200, like 3.5 to <laughs> 5.6 lens. Actually, no, you know, that was actually a really good lens. I'm not going to knock it for, for a beginner lens. That was, it covered all the bases. Um, but yeah, like I started doing the the assignment. I was like, okay, like this is actually really, really fun. It's challenging as hell, mm-hmm. but I fucking love this, right? And then, yeah, that just picked it up again. Yeah. So, yeah, but like I never really posted anything on on social media mm-hmm. like when I was taking those. They just basically became like therapeutic, and I wanted to keep it that way. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like again, like I'm gonna go back to being an introvert. It's like I I feel I gain more energy being by myself and doing my things than like being around a lot of people. So so it's like, oh, I get a chance to like just walk around snapping pictures of random things or of people that like a person, like a portrait silhouetted or something like that. And I was like, this is this is heaven for me. And I just it just freed my mind, freed anything that was that was taking up space in my mind at that time. And yeah, it was, it was great. And then, yeah, it just basically became my little thing for me, even though the assignment was done, then I just kept on, kept on doing it. And then like, I would, I have like all these images 
still on one of my hard drive um, at home that I just would not post. No right. Way. Not that like they weren't good. Some of them were good. And I'm sure some of them are just absolute shit if I look at them, which is just the nature of yeah. they're not all going to be banger like oh, photos. Yeah, yeah. Right. So. But yeah, I just still still hang on to them. And I just would not post them even to this day. Like I would still walk to work, just snap random images on my phone or even if I have my camera with me. But like, am I going to post them now? No, this is I'm going to keep this for me. Like, this has to be for me not for the world to see mm-hmm. right so yeah it's i feel like everybody should do that first and not just jump straight onto social media and like i'm not saying like for for uh, photography like just for anything like just create it for you and then don't get sucked in like you and and i definitely got sucked in into chasing those likes because then it becomes more about the platform and how people perceive your work mm-hmm. than rather how you perceive your work and then you find that your value is now attached to that number that's constantly go if it's constantly going up beside that little red heart and that could be that's just so dangerous right for a creative I, like creatives i feel like we're volatile enough <laughs> and so fragile enough that like if we don't get the numbers that we think this and you know what i'm talking about like i've, I've had those too when i'm like post like this wicked portrait I'm like man i'm probably gonna get like 300 like uh, 65 <laughs> fuck <laughs> and that took me like three weeks to get up to 65 i'm like okay wait it's not about it's not about that it's about like was the client happy with the images yes were you happy with the images yes are you gonna get repeat work from it probably All right so i'm like okay then i've i fulfilled my criteria and then everything else is just just gravy yeah it's it's weird because i stopped posting photos on my page i don't know if you, like anybody's been really paying attention to it now because it's practically dead like I'm, i live on instagram stories and mm-hmm. i would like spend a meticulous amount of time like cropping them to like take up all of your real estate on your phone and then i would just post a series of photos yeah they'd be there for 24 hours i don't care who sees them but for some reason it's so therapeutic to just kind of create post those and then like not have to think like there's going to be a number to this and yeah. like, there's nothing attached to it i know isn't it the best yeah i've been starting to do that too that's so mm-hmm. funny that you do that because like yeah like do you do you take a lot of pictures on your phone we're just gonna die i do i do i do have yeah. you do you use moment lenses i do not use moment lenses oh. i really should Okay, like I have the. Now we're just gonna divert away from the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna. I've always wanted to get them, dude. I have the uh, sixty, and I have the eighteen. I also have the macro. I wanted to get the uh, anamorphic, but the anamorphic is like what two hundred bucks now U.S. Yeah, fuck, like a dollar so shitty. I don't even know if I want to. Great. I'm sure I'm gonna bite the bullet soon. I feel like we're gonna make some short films on that thing. That was what I I started with the coffee. I started with the coffee. Yes. You saw that. You saw that. That was a yeah. That's gonna be a an Oscar contender. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing the red carpet. Yeah. The guy that fucked up coffee uh, for everybody. Um, yeah. Like honestly, those lenses are great, and I think everybody should get them. Not a paid partnership. <laughs> like a moment, if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, exactly. you know, we got a couple of photographers that are looking to. Like, we need some sponsors. Yeah. Um, 
but like no like as soon as they came out i was like you know i love the concept behind this i love the idea that these guys are putting out there because it's so it's hard walking around with a camera and then depending on the size of your lens people will always find it yeah. like even if they're like facing a cons like a show and you're behind them with the camera they know that you have a camera right mm-hmm. everyone's always gravitated towards it but like now because everyone basically take pictures on their mm-hmm. cell phones like oh yeah just pull up your cell phone take an image it's like oh people would not even bat an eye right and i've taken so many like candid images with my phone because of that like those lenses that I would have not have gotten if I was walking around with like my 5D mm-hmm. or like my Sony camera. So it's 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 definitely worth it. That sounds so fun. Like, like pull the trigger. Yeah. I get 10%. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. But yeah, it's been great. Like even last year, like whenever I'll take the bus to work, I'll see people walking like during a snowstorm. And I could just like snap an image of, I have actually this really cool image of this woman. Like the snow was blowing in her face. It was right by Hudson's Bay and I was getting off the bus and I was about to walk home. It's kind of like to the corner of where Stella's is. So like the bay and then, yeah. So like you see like the little Hudson's Bay, little, I guess, cantilever overhang over their doors there. And you just see this woman just fucking miserable. Like just trudging through the snow and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, threw on like the 18 mil on my on my cell phone. <laughs> just like casually pulled it up. She didn't see me. Snap the image. There's like wind coming into her face. And then she's just like bent over, like trying to just power through this. And then you just see Hudson's Bay right above. And I'm like, wow. I felt like I've seen this like in like my social studies class back in junior. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, man, that's a cool thing. But if I had a big camera, People would have been, moment. Yeah, yeah, people would have been so on guard and like just well, maybe she wouldn't have been because she looked pretty <laughs> miserable and was just trying to get to her get to wherever she was going. But yeah, it's people's guards are definitely mm-hmm. down when it's just fault. Because everyone's on their phone, right? Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something about yeah, like you everybody's always eyeing you and it's like who are, whose photo are you taking in the middle of the street? And yeah. it it for me it definitely is a little bit unnerving to just kind of snap like photos of a random stranger mm-hmm. um and to do that discreetly like i know some incredible street photographers that just don't give a shit and yeah like they'll get up in your face and not like up in your face and yeah. in your business yeah. but like they'll get a really tight shot of you and yeah. it turns out to be some of the best photos but like i don't have a I don't have the heart to do that kind of yeah. thing. And it's, it's, it's scary, man. It's scary. <laughs> have you ever used those lenses for like professional work? No, no. Yeah, talk I... to me about this because this is even like on the level of Instagram, I now I'm like trying to be more conscious of it and say like, you know, like it doesn't really matter what camera you use. Like you can take some pretty dope photos if you have the eye and you've, you've thought through like the work. Mm-hmm. But there has been moments where it's like, this photo sucks because <laughs> we're not sponsored by yeah. moment i swear not yet not, not yet. yet like this photo sucks or like I, I can't post this because i shot it on my iphone yeah like i've definitely had those moments oh for sure yeah. and like i'm sure everybody's had those moments right mm-hmm. um for me what how do i like i would always think about where is this content going to live 
right? Like I've done some um, product work for like Tiber River and like most of their stuff was the images that I took was going to live on the website, mm-hmm. but we still needed high quality images, right? Even right. though it's going to live on the internet, like who knew, like maybe like in a month or a year or whatever, it could be on boards now. So it's easier to downscale quality than to like try and blow up a cell phone image into right. something that it's just going to be absolutely fucking horrible for. Right. So like, like those images that you just post on your stories, like those don't have to be like a 5d mark for like yeah. level quality. Like they could be, but they don't have to be because mm-hmm. that's where it's going to live. But if you know, it's going to be living on a bigger format or a bigger medium then yeah i would say definitely pick up a camera and then and then use that i don't like cat like counting megapixels because i think it's absolutely ridiculous but it's from cell phone to uh, dslr or mirrorless there's a huge difference so it's like yeah, just figure out where it's going to live, where the content's going to live, and then that's going to decide your situation, right? Because, like, a lot of people, yeah, they would just shoot their whatever product or portraits, and then it would only live on Instagram. Then that's totally fine because, like, no one's going to know, yeah, right? But, like, if they take those images and then blow it up and it's going to be in, like, the paper or a magazine or something, it's like, no, no. Right. Like, quality's, quality's a thing. Right. The paper that's going to be on, if it's magazine, should be quality. So the image that's going to be living on set paper should be quality as well. Okay, because most of the time, like, and air quote photographers end up on Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And not necessarily on like big publications or websites. And it's something to really think about when you're snapping pictures or. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and like Instagram was, Instagram was not the first. Like, I feel like a lot of. I started on 500px and like, have you heard of 500? I've heard a little bit about it, yeah. It's basically like the bougiest um, (laughs) social media platform for photographers and it will suck your soul. (laughs) It would just be like, I've honestly like had to like put it down to just be like, my images are not good enough to be here really like these guys are just and like yeah these people are just absolutely phenomenal at uh, photography so then i look at that but like you also use that to be better mm-hmm. right so like when i started on that like, i want to say 10 years ago i drew a lot of inspiration from them because they took they thought about everything not just like the composition of the frame like what's in the frame they thought about like what's not in the frame like what should be close to your subject like how they're posed if it's like a human or if it's like a product it's like everything is just so intricate mm-hmm. right and then you take that and then you look at instagram it's just like a shotgun spray of <laughs> <laughs> This is not, gonna be the podcast where we diss every Instagram photographer. Out no, here. no, no, no. Like, because there's actually like a lot of my friends are like wicked photographers, and yeah, they live on Instagram as well. But it's it's just that level of care, right? Mm-hmm. But and again, like there are a lot of great photographers on Instagram that Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, you guys are fucking killing it right now. But it's just like, I would not use that to start. Right. Right. Like it's just don't. Don't use that as your first 
first in to becoming a photographer, to becoming a photography mm-hmm. or whatever. Like actually, like find the joy in it first. Yeah. So circling back to our, uh, my topic earlier. So I it took me a while for me to start calling myself a professional photographer. Mm-hmm. I've always like I remember introducing myself to most of my friends coming back from Switzerland. I was like, yeah, I, I take pictures. Yeah. It's a very like casual hobby. Like it's just like there's no thought behind like the content and i would i would be lying if i said there wasn't like because there was definitely like an intuitive nature to like understanding framing and composition Mm -hmm. and all of those uh, aspects of photography but i've never until like recently said like yeah i'm a professional photographer nice um is it that sort of like from the photos from the creators at 500px or anywhere that's beyond Instagram like that's what sort of defines you to go beyond just like that level and to actually becoming a professional um because you we would consider you a professional photographer I wouldn't even consider myself as a professional though that's the thing like I would not consider myself a a professional photographer just on the merit that I feel like there's a lot of growth that I could still do mm-hmm. in in that medium. Um, but I guess others would call me a professional photographer, so I'll let them <laughs> I'll let them title me title me with that. Um, so like originally like went to like to film school to study film and hence circling back to when I first uh, picked mm-hmm. up photography again. And um, yeah, like I fell in love with just lighting. I was like, oh shit, like I think this is this is my calling. Like I wanna be a DOP, right? Like I wanna be DOP. Nice. Right? So like we would just, like me and my friends are like the little acquaintances that I would make. Um, we would just go out and shoot random things. Right? Like after school or like once we're done, um, our courses and stuff like that in the summer like there were shitty shitty little things but like it mm-hmm. made us happy right and then fast forward to now like still doing that and it's i would say yeah I'm, i would say i'm more of just a creative and i'm gonna use that as a blanket statement because i dabble in a lot of things than just saying that oh like michael's a professional photographer or a professional right. portrait photographer because then that's not really true because i also do product photography mm-hmm. but then i'm not just a product photographer because i also do <clears throat> like videography work as well but then yeah, i don't want to say i'm a videographer because then that downplays like the short films that i've done and all that stuff so it's like well uh, i would just say i'm a creative mm-hmm. but like not a professional creative just just a blanket statement, a creative, right? So it's, you're such a humble person. It's ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. It's good to be humble. <laughs> but it is. It totally is, and I totally agree. I think it's just more. Of, like I've looked at a lot of your content, and I don't like the word content. First of all, it feels very fast foody and like Instagram. But, right, but I've looked at yeah. I've looked at your work, and I've been looking for I've looked looking for all of your other work, and I just haven't been finding it. Like yeah. like you have a website that I was that I just missed. But anyways, like I looked at your photos and like the portraits that you've been taking. You know, mm-hmm. back to observing people and like finding like their authentic selves and capturing that. Like you could really tell. I think it's due to the fact that you've spent a lot of time in the lighting 
and understanding how those play into your work mm-hmm. um, is why I would consider you like professional versus somebody who, you know, good looking person, good looking scene, nice clothes, shallow depth of field, banger. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with that uh, mm-hmm. shallow depth of field. And it's it's not that I'm against like a lot of the photographers on Instagram. It's more just the sheer fact that I think creativity kind of takes that step further. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to encourage, I suppose. Yeah. And it just comes off as bashing oh, yeah. <laughs> in some way. Yeah, like it's... Yeah, I know you're right. It does come off as bashing. It's and I'm not trying to sound like a like an asshole when I'm saying it's when I say that. It's just I feel like photography, especially photography, like you want to be shooting to make it timeless, not to be just popular for right now, right? And my images like I feel like they could live from 10 years ago or like maybe not 20 years ago because like now that, that would have been like a different format but like you would not be able to find um the years or like like if you're looking through what am i trying to say like if you look through like all the trends of all the photos that have been taken and then posted through social media you would not be able to find it in any of those um like trends that were peaking mm-hmm. at said point right so like for me what i deemed successful is 50 years from now can i look at my image and be like oh shit yeah that still works now right yeah but like i feel like and i'm not saying this in a bad way a lot of people are overusing the uh teal and orange look yes because it's like the cinema look right and it's like okay but it's so saturated with that right now that like if you look back at it like in 50 years is it going to be timeless and actually had a, like a very deep conversation about this with a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh lucky chanel uh he's i don't think i said his last name right but uh he's an amazing wedding photographer and uh we were actually at a wedding maybe like a month ago and we we're just talking about that and he's like yeah like i want like these photos that i'm gonna give the clients to be like timeless mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna like throw on a like a, a preset in Lightroom to like make it like all orangey like that sepia look because like that's what's that's what's great right now and then he would actually get mad like when clients are like oh can you like make it look like this Instagram photo is like why <laughs> it's like but like I like that but like you're not gonna like that in 20 years mm-hmm. you're gonna want to have that simple like well lit or high contrast depending on whatever image you're going to want that in 20 years when that fat has died out. Cause like, look at the photo, like look at your family photos back in the day, like when your parents got married, right. When they were black and white, that works now. Right. So like, imagine if that was like whatever fat it was back then, like they'll be like, these look like shit. You know what I mean? So it's always better to like, just shoot for, to be timeless than to be, popular so then i'm gonna circle back to you know like find find whatever your voice is find whatever actually speaks to you in photography and just like block out all of the noise as in what's popular like what presets 
what preset pack you can get uh, like 70% off or whatever it is right so yeah and then <laughs> the shallow depth of field thing is another huge thing that drives me nuts because like coming from like a film background it's like there's a specific reason that um things are shot in shallow depth of field mm -hmm. and it's just so overused now like in film like if you ever noticed uh any of the movies like whenever your subject is in like this really thin shallow depth of field the director or dop wants you to focus on that person at that specific time so they're trying to block out whatever else is in the frame so that's why you get that nice shallow depth of field but then if they're like well what space are they living in like we want you to see the the apartment that these people are in then yeah it's going to be in like five six seven one like f five six or f seven one you're like yeah like that's because that's important yeah. for you to see but like i find that like a lot of people just think oh yeah no i'm going to become a really good photographer if or a filmmaker if all my stuff say at 1.2 or 1.4 or like those are the only lenses i'm gonna buy it's like no there's actually a reason to have those other things as well mm -hmm. plus pulling focus at one four is a pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> right like, it's just brutal yeah. like you're gonna miss so many shots shooting that way mm -hmm. so like a lot of my lenses are f4 no way yeah I, like all of the images that i've taken i think most of them are like five six and and up but it's it speaks a lot to that because yeah like i've looked at your photos of your your dancers specifically, mm -hmm. right? And like you can see where they're dancing. It's not just a straight up like, here's a dancer and he's a rough, blurry idea of where they're at. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's that marriage, right? Of like you're subject to their environment. And it's like, well, how are they interacting? I want I want people to know. I want people to see this and then evaluate it for themselves. If it works, if it if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'm giving you that option mm -hmm. right because like um there's that oh one of my favorite images from that series was actually when um was cameron's he is the guy that was standing it's kind of like a little canopy well not a canopy thing but uh i don't even know it's like a garage mm -hmm. like with an overhang and like he's standing there like backs all flexed arms are kind of like extended up and like he just gave like this fantastic why figure but mm -hmm. then how his hands were pointing to um, the ceiling i could see the lines there and it created that amazing v-shape that then just drew your eye to his physique and then like further down to like his uh his stance to where his feet was i'm like this is that was like great photo. yeah it's like this i i have like if i shot that in one four i would have i would have I would have missed it, right? So, and I think I shot that like five, six, or probably even like more, right? Madman. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm insane. I want people to see shit. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, there's also times that I don't want people to see certain things, and mm -hmm. hence why I would use a like yeah. a shallower depth of field, mm -hmm. right? If I'm shooting a product, like I will try and mask it by putting something sort of in front of it. To right. kind of look, make you give that feeling as if like you're peeping, mm -hmm. like you're not supposed to see this thing, and just to give it some depth as well. But yeah, I definitely use it for yeah. for things that warrant it. But I would never, never shoot all my stuff at 
one for. It's better to be safe to just catch the image than to try and be trying to pull focus at one two. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like why? Yeah. But see, this is what I this is why I have you know like I said what I said before in that I consider you a professional is that you understand the reasoning behind why you've set up that shot in that way you've lit that shot in that way there is purpose there is something more beyond just capturing the moment or capturing like why i've always called myself in the past like i just take pictures because i didn't fully comprehend why i'm shooting at this shallow depth of field or why am i not or Mm -hmm. why am i putting things in frame and in focus or not you know and i think that's what separates somebody that is really good and somebody that has a really good camera is to really have you know start thinking um beyond just like this is a nice moment i'm gonna capture this and there's totally that's totally fine if that's all you're up for yeah but to go further beyond that i think is why you know like i consider you a great photographer oh okay Mm -hmm. i'll take it thank you thank you how do you find the people you want to work with how did this come to be like in your professional like professional work um being an introvert too right yeah yeah you definitely (laughs) oh man you came out with all the heavy hitting questions on a sunday too (laughs) come on um you know what it's it's different it was difficult for me when i first started i'm not gonna lie but i was lucky in the sense that like i had a lot of great friends that when i asked them like hey like would you mind if I practiced my lighting, my photography lighting on you? And then they're like, yeah, sure. Because then we'll just hang out and then it would just evolve from there, right? So as that's, that's evolving, shooting friends and then doing that, people started to notice like all of these shoots that I was doing and like my style that I was, that I was uh, developing at the time. And then, yeah, I would just be like, well, do you want to, do a shoot as well just randomly like yeah sure and then mind you like back then i was very focused on the technical aspects of it but Mm -hmm. like i feel like everyone's gonna go through that so then there was definitely like some awkward pauses in that like trying to figure out like how much your key light should be and how much your rim light should be like your ratios your lighting ratios for stuff like that how you want to pose them so like my mind is just racing yeah but then i'm in my element because i'm an introvert but then I would just completely forget about the subject that's there mm-hmm. and then developed out of that and then be like, oh, shit, like there's actually a person here. I already know how to do all the lighting and stuff. I can do that with the back of my hand. And then I just started having conversations with the people sitting there. And then I started to realize that, like, OK, like this is actually very therapeutic for both of us. Right. Because like in a big crowd of people. I am, like I said earlier, I will be in the corner by myself screaming inside, (laughs) right? Just fucking dying, like wishing I was home, right? But like in that element when it's just me and my subject, it's just, it's just so chill, so Mm -hmm. open. And then people picked up on that vibe and they're like, yeah, like you would, like they would just tell people that like, yeah, you would definitely love working with Mike because like when he's working, like when he's taking pictures, like you're basically just hanging out and like the images show that, right? 
yeah it's just like through word of mouth like getting better like constantly doing that and then just yeah that's that's how it how it goes that's so awesome. like now i'm just in this in this mentality where it's just like when people come in for like their portraits i'll just tell them sit down and let's just let's just have a conversation right so then i'll while we're talking i'll just like give them little pointers like maybe like put your hand here maybe like turn your cheek a little bit to the left and then like raise it up a little bit and then yeah yeah like finish your finish your thought on on so and so and then i've had the best conversations with people like in my studio like some of them have been like very deep about like their relationships with maybe like their partners or like their children or like their husband like whatever it is like whatever I'm not like there's some that I'm just not going to share, but like people just seem to open up to me and I feel it's just it, it sounds crazy to say like I just shut up and then people just want someone to, to talk to to talk to. And it's weird that like it's me because <laughs> I'm literally just on the other side with the camera, just like giving them that. Like, I don't want to say giving Yeah, just giving them that acknowledgement of like, hey, it's it's OK. Like mm-hmm. it's just me and you. Like, what's actually bothering you? Like, what's actually making you really happy? Like, you seemed really stressed. Like, why is that? Or like, you seem really sad. Why is that? Like, one of my favorite images, I'm going to say, of 20, 2019 was of this kid. Um, he came in. Like, actually, he was following me through Instagram because um, Chink. Oh, God, that's his name's Chink. The barber. The barber. Oh, hate fucking say so it's it's andrew but i'm like i cringe every time i say it it's like ah fuck i know it's not but like he he doesn't mind but anyways yeah so like he posted a a sick haircut of mine that uh, he did on his instagram and then he started following me and then like he saw my photos and i was like yeah like if you're ever interested and like just we'll we'll do a portrait session together it'll be cool because like he has a he has a wicked look to him he has like one of those like uh, like a Givenchy ad in GQ look, like no very way. like glass jaw, like skinny frame, but like lean, and yeah, you're like he's a good looking kid, yeah. right? So I was like, yeah, just we'll just use this as like a portfolio builder for me. Like this, this is cool. Comes in like the first thing I noticed it was like he's very like he's down about something, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe like it's just a rough day or something like that so we start we start doing our shoot like i pose them on uh, this little crate that i have it's like a pepsi crate and then right like i love that thing and uh i told him like hey like are you are you good he's like yeah yeah i'm good i'm like okay cool like what kind of music do you like to listen to like do you have a playlist like throws up his spotify fell in love with this kid because it's like all classics so i'm talking like uh like michael jackson um well some celine dion like some uh, like just like the old school shit like old school motown shit right and i'm like okay this kid this kid's got a vibe like this kid's cool and then before i even like set up one of the lights he just like drops his head and then he just tells me like yeah like my girlfriend broke up with me like two days ago and then he just lifted his head up to like the light and then he just shot the image. And that image is actually on my okay, you gotta that's, show me this that's image. the one yeah, that yeah. I that I posted. And I was just I was shocked because he just brought that out. But the image 
just transferred that energy, right? Mm-hmm. And we're right there. Holy. Right? And I was just like, man, that was the moment. No That way. was the moment. And just a conversation, just like hanging out with the dude. Mm-hmm. And that was when he told me what was, why he was looking so down. And then we just started like talking about relationships, um, photography, like art, music. And like, we had like other great images as well. But like, that was the one that just stuck to me. And I was like, okay. Like, that's an amazing photo. It, like, it says a lot in that photo. Exactly. Right. And like a lot of people wouldn't know that. But like the fact that like that's my story attached to that image. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Right. So then then I would get other work from that image. actually got quite a few portrait shots from that image because people saw that. And then, yeah, just like it's just word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just how you interact with people when you're when you're working with them. Right. So I would say, yeah, that's another long, long answer. But yeah, it's that's just how it grows. Right. Like, Absolutely. It's I don't think like people care more about if they're going to be comfortable in front of your lens. Mm-hmm. But if you can make your lens invisible and then just look them in the eye and like just ask them how their day is and just shut up you would be so like blown away by like what people are willing to just tell you like you're just going to be their therapist mm-hmm. and sometimes they could feel leaving worse but maybe it's for the better that they're feeling worse because they actually were able to get this off of their chest with a complete stranger right like i've definitely had some moments where i was just like and i'm gonna put the camera down and then we're we're just gonna have a talk yeah right it's that's super cool. Yeah, like this doesn't have to be an hour. Like yeah. we can make this however long it needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then I've had shoots where it's like, man, this is fucking amazing. Like it turned into like a dance party at the studio, right? You know That's what I mean? So, so cool. it's just, yeah, it's just being real, like being in the moment and just. And people will pick up on that. Mm-hmm. And then that's the vibe that people are then going to spread to others. And then once they experience that too, then they're going to share it with their family. And then once they experience that, then it just keeps growing and growing and growing, right? Mm-hmm. So That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I always ask this to the guests, if there was any advice that you would be giving to somebody to say they've been following you and said like i love the way that you light your photos your Mm -hmm. portraits are like they speak volumes about your subjects Mm -hmm. and i want to do that one day like would you have any advice for that person to kind of get them going in the right direction yes honestly i would say just grab inspiration from everything except for photography I know it sounds weird, but I'm going to explain. For me, like how I do this, it's um, like if I want to really get inspired for a shoot, I'm just going to like look at magazines or like I'm just going to read a book, right? Because like I'm a very visual person. So I'm going to assume that everybody does this. Like when they're actually reading a book, like they're creating that story. But like mine is like, I feel like it's super real. Like, it's just ultra real whenever I'm doing it. So I'll just pick up, like, a book, maybe read, like, a chapter or two, and then get that creative, those creative juices flowing that way. Like, go out for a walk, see what people are wearing, like, how they're walking, like, what vibe is, 
like going on like what's the vibe at whatever location that you want to walk to um sit in a coffee shop just see how people interact right because that's where you're gonna learn like people in their habitat like how they naturally like converse with one another and like how they naturally sit themselves um yeah like that's look at other things yeah like so don't go on instagram and then be like okay like how to light no like go out and observe how the world is in the light and shadows and like just see how fall off happens on people's faces whenever they're sitting at a bar or maybe they're sitting in a restaurant and like there's a candle to the side like observe that like this conversation right now like i'm just observing like how it's giving like a little bit of shadows under your eyes but then in my mind i'm like how am i gonna fix that i'm gonna put like a bounce board here just to add a, like be a fill right and then like the rim light there is like okay it's perfect right so it's like just observe like your everyday everyday life but then like just pay specific attention to how light interacts to whatever the subject is whether it's like your coffee cup your books your car like someone that's standing in front of you on the bus the bus itself is it backlit is a front front lit three quarters from the front three quarters from the back right like then once you start training your eye in that in that regards then you would i feel like you would be better suited to then start picking up flashes and then like lighting those subjects right because i try and shoot it in like a hyper real situation nobody's ever gonna look the way i shoot people right but like i understood how light works by just doing those exact same things like mm -hmm. going for a walk like early in the morning it's like okay like what's this color doing to to this building how's it interacting with this like and then maybe at noon go for another walk oh it's really harsh light why is that oh it's top down right and then going for a walk in the evening it's like oh it's a very soft gold like golden light hmm gold now i guess that's why it's called gold now and like just understanding like how light can be shaped how it can be taken away and how it could be added in your everyday life i think would do wonders and a lot of filmmakers do that too like they'll take they'll create like little short clips of just I want to, like, they're not really vlogs, but, like, they're just, like, these little snippets of their days. Well, I guess that is a vlog. But they actually pay more attention to, like, the composition, like, what time they're shooting at to, like, be able to get the fall off on whatever building it is. Or maybe it's their kid running through a field, like, during play dates or something like that. Like, there's more, like, there's more of a thought to how they're shooting it and how the light interacts with whatever their subject is because they spent those those hours those days those weeks years like constantly thinking about that then i think then just take that into their craft and then boom it's there and then once you've done that then start looking at magazines look at how gq is actually like my favorite i have a subscription for it not because i, I cannot afford the clothes but the like the photos the photography in there they're so different like you can have like very harsh spotlight um looking light on your subject but it works for the style of clothes that they're trying to sell or it can be like just all natural light and be like a gucci ad and be like 
oh okay cool it still works too <laughs> or like it could be like a very portrait like stylized shoot and it just that so it's like just understanding the medium and uh the interaction what's going to work best with said medium when you start looking at other people's work and then going with that and then you can learn from that as well so that's awesome yeah it's a it's a good way to learn always be willing to learn is my thing like if you're not learning then you're just dying <laughs> right <laughs> it's it's morbid to say but i would always try and find ways to learn new new mm-hmm. things oh so, for sure yeah um talk to me real quickly or not i mean you know we have there's nothing quick about this there's nothing quick about this it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a long, i love it right it's the yeah. best um what's what's on the roadmap for you um what's coming up anything new going on big projects that you want to shed some yeah. spotlight on so like i'll start off with like i guess the group uh, aspect of things um village idiots we're starting our season four in november sometime so the village idiots basically we have a show called live at the rosin and um every wednesday during the winter uh we would have a live band come in and play like essentially a concert in (laughs) in my buddy's living room and then we stream it on facebook live and like anybody can watch this so like the first season we literally started with an iPhone, like tweezers and elastic strapped to like the shittiest, the shittiest stand. And I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And then looking at that to now, like how we've just grown and like the quality of bands that, and artists that have come through and even through like Winnipeg that have wanted to, that have heard about us and want to play on a show and just like the sheer talent that already lives in this city like every every like wednesday night i'm pleasantly pleasantly surprised by like how talented people are in this city especially musically and i'm one of the videographers for that so it's kevin and riley joey and myself and uh yeah that's that's our basically winter winter passion that's awesome. passion gig so like that's starting up and then it's actually funny because we got nominated for two awards at breakout west and we're flying out to Yellowknife on tuesday to uh yeah to go experience that so we're going to be out there for a week and uh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great so then just you know it's funny like when people say oh yeah like it's it's just an honor to be nominated and it's like yeah you're just saying that because you didn't win but then when you actually get nominated for something as monumental as this you're like actually yeah this is pretty fucking cool <laughs> like how many people get to say that they've been nominated for like a, a western canadian music award yeah. right so um yeah so like that's going to be starting up soon so like we're going to be busy with that um i have a couple of uh, music videos that i'm actually going to be doing with kevin kevin ripe he's one of the uh, village idiots himself uh we're going to be sitting down and then talking through some ideas and uh getting those getting those going um working with saz stefan azule <laughs> my favorite uh my favorite australian that never stops dancing um yeah we're gonna be doing well we're right now we're just talking about a little dance uh, i guess film that we want to do and i guess it's a music video but like not really because it's gonna be 
Oh, okay. Like for simplicity's sake, sake, I'll say it's a music video. We're going to be using Roman Clark, uh, one of his songs, um, off his uh, newest album, and that's the song that uh, nice. Stefan and a few of the dancers um, are going to be dancing to, like Shaq um, and Born Ready. I believe that's her. Yeah, she's. I can't remember what her full name is, but that's her Instagram handle. I don't remember her full name yeah. either, but... But she was the uh, dancer for, with um, Tourism Winnipeg. Do you remember that? The one on the street, right? Yeah. I remember seeing that. And I was like, this is that's, so cool. That's her. Yeah. yeah. And Handcraft, a great um, little... Well, I guess they're not they're not little. Um, great uh, video production company uh, created that. So, yeah, like they're actually doing some amazing work, especially for, for Winnipeg and Tourism and just... Mm-hmm. everything in general they're just awesome people nice. um yeah so like that's happening and then for me it's essentially this winter is going to be all about write writing yep yeah writing i guess i the cat's out the cat's out of the bag yeah the cat's out of the I mean, bag you don't have to spoil anything if you don't want to no no uh, no, no. Welcome to share yeah no know. it's it's going to be a short film because like so photography was the stepping stone to like getting more into film. So like like I told you because like I was really attracted to the lighting aspect of it. But when you watch like a lot of student films, like the lighting always is an afterthought. Yeah. Right. So I just dived into that. And now I feel like I'm at the point where like I understand to a degree how it works with like strobes and flashes now some of that will still transfer onto um like the moving screen so like cinema but there's still some things that i want to want to learn and then go further in that in that avenue so like i'm going to be taking a lot of like i'm actually going to be doing a uh, commercial for langside grocery and they're going to be the uh i guess like the test guinea pig for my lighting style (laughs) so i'm excited i'm excited to see how it's going to turn out i think it's going to turn out really cool and then yeah the short story is just going to be a little winter project and then hopefully i start shooting in uh april of 2020 say maybe 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 it always is that that way when you write a script and you're like "Ah." I i know but uh yeah it's it's been it's been exciting it's been exciting that's so, awesome. Yeah, can't uh, can't complain. It's yeah. it was a tough year, like with everything else, but like mm-hmm. it's been can't. Uh, I'm not gonna trade it for anything else in the world. It's That's amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah, I love hearing that and like hearing like all these things that are up and coming for you, especially like you're still sticking with your passion of you know like loving lighting and trying to move it forward as always mm-hmm. on top of. Like, that's so cool to hear that you guys are going out to Yellowknife for something that's, you know, such a big deal. Yeah. And it's always funny. It's like, oh, I've been thankful to be nominated. It's such a, le- I feel like it's a legitimate feeling. And yeah. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. super cool, man. Definitely. And like, yeah. just like, like how we started out and then where we are now, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just been crazy. So mm-hmm. that's why, like, I guess another advice I would give to creative is just fucking do it. Right. Like, just fucking do it and don't care about what anybody else like thinks so hence again don't post it on social media just use it to get better right take the images take that video or whatever do that documentary 
like if you want to actually like get better show like proper people so like maybe like take it to a prof or something if you're in film school or photography school or whatever like show those peers that would actually give you an honest answer and then yeah just grow that way but then for you to actually grow like you just have to fucking do it you know like there's no other way no one else is going to do it for you right so yeah so any any final words to anybody that's listening out there um before we wrap this episode up okay Ah, wow, you left it open. Um, you know, like like I said, just go out and do whatever it is that you need to do. But there's going to be a caveat. Always be open to the criticisms. But now, when I say that, I say that by um, just vet the criticisms. Vet it in a way that it's like, is it based on like the just the work? Or is there like an emotional connection to it? So like there, I've had like photos taken when like people are just like, no, I don't like this because of this, 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 this. Okay, you quantified it, perfect. Then I worked on those things and like, oh yeah, you actually, you've gotten better and I can see that in your work. I'm like, yes, because you actually quantified what you didn't like. So then it takes time to like not take it personally when someone's like, no, like this, like, I just don't like it. You'd be like, why? I put my soul and my heart and soul into this. It's like, well, it's not for everybody. But yeah, like just vet those criticisms. Don't take them personally. And just use that as a learning and growing opportunity. Because I've had so many people that like will ask me, like, like what do you think about this? I'm like, well, before I give you my answer, do you actually want me to tell you? Or are you just looking for, like, me to say that, like, oh, yeah, great job. And, like, to just boost your ego. Like, I'm not going to do the latter. So (laughs) if you're going to ask me that question, know that I'm actually going to give you the honest answer. And then people are like, well, I guess I wanted the latter, but what's wrong with it? And I'll just be like, well, not that something's wrong with it. I'll be like, this, 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 this. So as a creative, I'll just be like, Surround you and surround yourself with people that will not always, that are not yes people. And that's huge because I feel that like a lot of people surround themselves that will just say that like, oh yeah, no, this is great. Like every single time. But then when they take it out of that circle and then they show it to like, maybe like a professional of some sort, they'll be like, no, this is garbage. This is shit. And then you're so heartbroken when they say it. It's like, but this person liked it. Well, yeah, they have to say that it's good because you're the best friend or like you're the family members, right? So I'm lucky in the sense that like I have an amazing core of people that I surround myself with. And yeah, they would just tell me, it's like, no, like, I don't think this works because of this, this. And I'm like, perfect. Thanks for telling me that. Or it works because of this, this, this. And I would always go to them first before I go to anybody else, right? Because, like, I would just value those relationships or, like, those comments more because it's grounded in something quantifiable. And, like, they can say, like, no, it doesn't work because this doesn't work or this doesn't belong in the frame or I don't like how the subject's moving in the video or something like that, right? So, yeah. So I guess, yeah, just don't show loved ones your work (laughs) right away because they're not going to help you. They'll just say like, yeah, this is great. This is great. 
Um, yeah, there's so much like there's so much advice that I could give, but I feel like people just have to go through it themselves. But oh, I, absolutely, right? But like, I don't. I feel like I'm just very lucky to have the people that I have around me because they're just like the most honest and genuine people. And it took a long time to build that, and it's a very small and tight group of people. So I'm like, yeah, these are the people that I trust with creative advice and business advice or even life advice. And then everyone else outside is just, I guess, extras. Not to say that they're not important, but it's important to have that solid core. Right. So, yeah. Man, I'm so happy to hear that. Like, that's so cool. And again, it's it's a good indicator of as to how you've improved so much. Right. Is Mm -hmm. And I, I understand that it is hard to kind of separate yourself from your work at times because you are putting in all that oh, passion and your heart into yeah. it. And when you hear somebody give you these criticisms, it can be a blow to the ego. But as soon as you yeah. do figure out how to separate that and realize, no, these are legitimately quantifiable points of improvement, like mm-hmm. that's what's going to set you apart and push you further into like you know creating greater work yeah Yeah. and then we just circle back to like my first point of like uh just being humble that is man that is key like if you're gonna learn anything from this from me talking in this podcast it's just be humble because you're never gonna be the best right and i know that sucks to, for someone to say, but it's just the truth. Don't try and be the best at something. Be the best version of you at that time. And then just keep getting better, right? Because, like, on my side, like, I will never be the best portrait photographer. But, like, I know that I'm better today than I was a year ago. So I'm like, yes, that's quantifiable. Fuck yeah. Let's let's get better next year, right? So it's like staying like staying in my lane and what I know I'm really good at has been fantastic for me. But then also like being humble in the sense that like learning from others to be like, hey, like can you show me this? Or like how did you do this? Or what do you think if I do this? And just like open questions and people would be more than willing to to uh, to learn or like to teach you about whatever it is. And like, yeah, like I just surround myself with so many cool people that I wish they were all here. And like, they would just be able to like tell you the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. People are just super passionate about what they do. Um, For example, like um, Soapy, he does square two patisserie. I need to go there. I'm going to go Wednesday because it's going to open. They're closed Monday, Tuesday. And I've been finding, trying to find the time. Anyways. Yo, you have like, dude. Yes, I, I do not need, I'm actually, I'm glad that he's so, like, his shop is so far away, because if it was right beside me, like, I would not be as healthy as I am right now, but, like, he's just one of those guys, like, when I first met him, like, I knew him through another buddy of mine who's, his name's Henry, and uh, we went to Japan together, and he was, like, just telling me how amazing this guy's pastry shop is, because, like, they both were in pharmacy, but then once he was done pharmacy, like he was just like, okay, like I need to, I need to pursue this. So he goes out to Paris, France and becomes like a pastry chef. 
and then comes back and then makes all of these amazing, amazing things. But then I'm thinking like, okay, like when I meet this guy, his ego is going to be like right up to here, right? Like, okay, you went to Paris and now you're a pastry chef. Like I would, I would be, I would probably be that egotistical too. But when I met him, he was just like the chillest dude, like had the biggest smile on his face and like loved telling me about like his life, like journey to where he is now and like what all these different things that he made, like how he was coming up with all these recipes, even like his photos, how he's taking his photos. And like we just bonded through that. So like whenever I go, I'm always posting like S2 S2 stuff, right? And like his stuff is just like out of this world, second to none, I would say. That's what I want to hear because I already have been searching. I I was in Paris. I've lived in like Switzerland. I was so close and I haven't found anything like too par from over there. So dude, that's that's the spot. When were you in Paris? I was in Paris um, in like April. Like sometime in like mid-April. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. Nice, nice. I was there last year for my 30th birthday. Nice. <laughs> when uh, France won the World Cup. Was, That's so dude, cool. It was the best birthday I could have ever had. <laughs> like we left like the week before they won. But like as soon as like you look on social media, like where like all the streets were just being packed mm-hmm. full of people just wilding out. Right. And say, I was there. I remember that shop. Oh, shit. Like, we actually, like, drank wine and, like, ate, like, cheese and, like, baguettes <laughs> on that hill. My buddy passed out on that hill. It's <laughs> like, we had an amazing, like, five-course meal at that restaurant. Or, like, seven-course. I can't remember because we were really drunk on wine. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool. It was cool. And then, like, to have him bring that from there to... Winnipeg mm-hmm. was just what right so it just takes me back every single time I'm gonna be there Wednesday you wanna come yeah, I'm in All right. dude yeah, yeah send me a message I'll, I'll, I'll meet you there hell yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I'm not I'm no, gonna be in Breakout West Breakout West okay send me an Instagram yeah 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 send me like a video or something like that I'm gonna be dedicating that story to you yeah I'm looking forward to it yeah man yeah it's good so where can we follow and support your work and just basically to wrap this episode up? Uh, right now, it's just on Instagram at visual underscore soul underscore studios. Um, that's where I do all of my portrait work. Um, all the Village Idiot stuff you can actually follow as well at, I believe, The Village Idiots. And uh, yeah, like when we start our season four, we're going to be posting a lot of great uh, oh we are the village idiots is our instagram handle and uh we're going to be posting a lot of uh, cool bands and shows that we're going to be doing as well on there and uh yeah right now that's just it i don't have a website it's under construction mainly because we're i'm getting more video content that i want to put up and now just vetting that to make it look fresh uh, yeah fresher (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's those are the two spots right now yeah that's awesome Right on. Dude, thanks so much for jumping on this show and uh, Dude, it was a really pleasure. appreciate it. Oh, I love this vibe. This is a vibe. This can, is a vibe. I can I can do this again. Awesome. And we'll definitely again. have you on once more. So Yeah, I'm in, man. I appreciate this. I really do. Awesome. This thanks for doing a, this, man. This has been a great Sunday. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you made it this far, thanks for listening to the episode. If you liked it, please consider giving us a rating on iTunes and subscribing to the podcast. Also, please share this episode with your friends. Word of mouth always helps. If you have topics you want us to talk about, let us know on Twitter and we'll see you in the next one.